how uh, how's quarantine been treating you? Um, it's actually been treating me quite well, to be fair. I mean, I'm more fortunate than others in the fact that I have a gym at home and my dad's my head coach and I also live with my head coach. So, you know, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, so to be fair, um, it's, it's made me, you know, sort of work on certain things I wasn't able to work on beforehand. Um, it means that, you know, in terms of training, I can be a bit more specific to myself as opposed to, you know, you go to a session, you go to a class and you have to train something new or something else. Like I can train something specific that I want to do or I want to I want to learn or whatever. So, um, you know, and also I think in, in any sort of situation, wh whatever you're given, you know, you have to adapt and, and overcome, you know, you've got to, you've got to find the best way to, to improve on everything that is, as, as best that you can. Like, even if, for example, I didn't have, uh, if I wasn't so fortunate to have a home gym and stuff like that, I'd still find ways to train or, or ways to improve. Even if it may, you know, I've been trying to learn a bit more Lithuanian as well, uh, to try and, you know, kind of clean up on my Lithuanian language because obviously uh, it doesn't sound like I'm, I'm I'm too much foreign by my accent or anything like that. So, you know, um, everything's just been going good. At the end of the day, I, like I say, I'm, I'm grateful and thankful to have like loads of people helping me out around me. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like I, I've, I've leveled up even more so than I would have done if, if quarantine didn't happen. So, like I say, it's been a blessing in disguise. As much as it's nuts, you know, not being able to see people and stuff like that, um, I've, I've still been able to, to, to uh, improve myself in many ways. What's that relationship like? You said your 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 dad's your head coach. That's got to be like great and something like, like you said. You get to train with them uh, all the time, but at the same time, there has to be some like, you know, you're sitting at the dinner table and it's like, okay, dad, like, I just want <laughs> a cookie. Like, like, how does that? Uh, what's that relationship like? It's a very. Uh, we've got a, an amazing relationship, me and my dad. I think it's. I think really we, you know, like I say, we, me and him are like best friends. I think that's another big thing with, with us. Like, you know, we joke around with each other, you know, we, we can talk serious. We get very excited about what we do. This is not just my career. This is almost like our career. You know, he used to be a fighter back in the day. And it's also, it's, you know, almost like he's living vicariously through myself. And I love that. I love, I want him to feel like it's his career also and stuff like that. And like I said, I think it's because he brought me up a certain way. He taught me to be disciplined and dedicated. So he doesn't really have to ask me to do much. I mean, yeah, there is sometimes where you, you know, you, you, you want to have a cooker, you want to do this, you want, but we always talk to each other, you know, we, we always like and uh, console each other on sort of what we want to do. Like if there's a day where I'm overtrained, uh, he'll tell me not to train or he gives me advice and stuff like that. So, you know, realistically, it's, you know, I know some people butt heads with, you know, if they, if they, if, if their family members, their coach or something like that, but it's not like that at all. Me and my dad, I've, I like, I've actually enjoyed it in quarantine. Actually, you know, I don't, I wasn't necessarily getting the chance to do that as much, like just to hang out with him you know, because it's more of like a professional thing, like, you know, we're training and then this, and then I have to rest and I go to another training session. But with, with now, like, since you're in a home, at home all the time, and then you're training predominantly with him and stuff like that, it, you know, it makes our relationship actually even better. It means we get to, you know, have some downtime. And I, you know, I really appreciated all of that because, you know, on weekends, you know, after a hard week of training, you're traveling any, everywhere. After I finish my training, I just want to go see some friends. I want to go do this, do that. And, you know, I, I realized that I actually almost, you know, didn't hang out with him enough. So uh, it's nice to sort of have that as well. I think the relationship is, 
is very professional and like we you know at the end of the day I'm 26 you know I'm, I'm, I'm a man and stuff like that and he understands that as well I think that's another big thing that sort of plays into the part so it's mainly the fact that we sort of determine our next moves with each other we just talk through everything and, and it works out and like I say um, I think you can't really have a much better relationship than that especially as a father son you know going into going into a fight in arena you know where there's a potential to get hurt so um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really fun and, and and exciting. I'm glad that we can have that excitement together uh, accumulatively. Your MMA journey is far from normal, I'd say. Right, you you played basketball. You moved from Lithuania at three. You lived in the U.S. You lived in the U.K. What what's kind of how was that like? And what what was the ultimate decision to take MMA rather than take basketball as your avenue? Well. I think, so, I mean, I started training martial arts when I was five. You know, my dad started me very young, teaching me kickboxing and sambo. And, you know, you know, we won a lot of prestigious events. Like, you know, I was a four-time British kickboxing champion. So, you know, I've been competing from a very young age and I've always been doing good in martial arts. And, you know, I competed in some judo tournaments and stuff like that. So I've always been involved in that. So I really had some sort of knack for, you know, c competing in the combat arts anyways, just because I've been training it for so long. Um, and then, you know, it came about where, you know, my skill set started improving in basketball. And, you know, when I started playing basketball and, and, you know, it was just to sort of see, like, can I play other sports? Do I like this? Like, you know, just to try other things. My dad, you know, completely embraced the fact, although, he you know, he wanted me to do martial arts, he was still embracing the decision for me to go and play basketball. And then uh, I ended up, you know, going to America, playing at the same school, actually, that my coach in England played for back when he was younger. Uh, in Louisiana and uh, I obviously any basketball player's dream you know I take everything very seriously whenever I go and compete in a particular sport and that was one of my main goals in life was to be a professional athlete in whatever chosen sport I have um, and to compete at the highest level so I want you know as any basketball player does he wants to play in the NBA he wants to play in Europe and stuff like that and you know um, I had a couple of like, you know, lower level, like, you know, uh, sort of D3 schools, you know, having a look and, 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 and you know, um, liking my skill set. But in reality, I didn't get any, uh, I didn't really get any offers. So uh, that's why I ended up coming back home. I mean, to be in all fairness, I probably could have done better in, in American football because I think, uh, um, like I say, I, but again, I'd have to like learn the rules a little bit better and stuff like that. Like I was very raw, like, you know, I'd never played before and ended up starting on the, on the American football team, not really knowing much about football. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I had a bit of a knack for it. I think athletically, which I probably could have built on, but you know, and as it seasons overlapped, I ended up stopping American football and then concentrating on basketball. So, you know, like, but I have to, t I, I managed to take away a lot of amazing things. Like, you know, the strength and conditioning programs that you lot have in America is insane compared to England. Like, the, you know, the, you've got guys doing clean and pr uh, power cleans, like like uh, 225 pounds for a guy who's like 18 years old. That's insanity. Like, I never, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And, you know, for me to come out there and they really embrace that system of, you know, being in the strength and conditioning and, and stuff, and they take their sports very seriously. So it improved my athleticism, it improved my physicality, improved my mindset as well mentally to have to be shouted at by your head coach all the time and, and stuff like that. So I gained a hell of a lot of experience being out in America and all those attributes just slowly together connected the dots to where I called my dad deciding, you know, what are we going to do now? Are we going to go to college or are we going to... 
And my, my, I said my main goal in life was to be a professional athlete and to compete at the highest level. And I said, well, the last chance I got is to do it in MMA. And I've been watching MMA and I got really, like, again, interested in it. So I think I needed that time away to then want to come back. And I think it was very useful because now I'm so motivated by it. For, like, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with it almost. So uh, it, I think that break was much needed. But then as soon as I got home when I was 18, that was it straight away. MMA train all the way. Yeah, so you're you're now ten and two. You started off your career solid four and zero, and you had two back to back losses. What did you learn from those losses that you changed in, 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 into your game to really go on a tear and, and get six straight wins, picking up the Cage Warriors uh, world title? What lessons did you learn in those two fights? Well, uh, the first fight, I learned that it's as much as of a mental game as it is a as it is a physical game and a, a skills wise game. You know, you have to be confident in your own abilities. You have to, you know, you have to train very hard. You have to try and improve as much as you can. But at the same time, if you're not there on the day or something's wrong or something in your personal life or whatever, it's going to affect you in the cage um, or you're not going to be able to show yourself. Out. What I, learned, I think one of the main things that I learned is that you need to have a bit of a killer instinct or maybe it's not the same for everyone, but it is for me. I learned that I need to have a killer mindset where it literally is this guy's about to hurt me i'm gonna make sure i hurt him before he's able to do that or you go into a cage really badly wanting to hurt a person until the bell rings like i think that aggressive sort of violent mentality is something that i needed to bring out the best of me i think in that first fight i, I mean listen i was sparring with john jones you know going round after round like you know us going at it you know in in, in the training room and having such amazing experiences out there you know him him, you know, praising me was a, a, like my idol pretty much, like praising me and stuff like that. Like it meant so much to me having that guy, you know, uh, give you the, give you the, and, you know, for me, even just being able to train with him was an absolute honor. So, you know, having those experiences, you almost feel like you're on top of the world. And then for me to go in there and, not, and mentally just not be there, not, pre not perform and just, it was what I realized is, is you know, it, there was a bit of aggression, that, but I didn't even realize that at that point. Then it, it took the second loss for me to really understand that because, you know, they got me an opponent uh, and I was beating him the whole fight. And then uh, I got caught with a right hand. And, you know, again, I came into that fight without that aggressive mentality. I was like, I just got to win somehow as opposed to I want to really put some damage on this guy. And I think in a fighting sense, that's what you need. So I changed my nutrition. That was one of the main big things. I realized that. I was cutting weight in a in a very unsafe manner. In a, I, I was nutritionally not fueling my body to to perform. Uh, I added in strength and conditioning, which my dad took over. Uh, that was a massive big thing that 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 we added to the system, which uh, really helped me. I really started to fill out and get strong in certain areas. Uh, I was actually overtrained. That was another big thing. Uh, a lot of fighters, and especially younger fighters, if I can give any advice, this would be one of them, which is. You know, if your body is seriously on the brink of destruction, do not train. If you're going into a session really not caring or not thinking of, you're just thinking, oh, when's the end of this session so I can go home? That's not the right way to train. That's You're not really getting anything out of that session. You need to, your whole heart and soul and mind has got to be in that session. So I realized that I was overtrained. I changed that. Um, and then, you know, I was literally on top of the world. Like, I felt in the best shape of my life. I was, uh, my cardio was amazing, you know, this and that. And then, obviously, 
another big sorry another big factor as well outside of all of that was uh the boxing sparring or doing you know sparring where the guys really don't care about you they just want to put you away oh you're an mma fire okay let's go and knock them out and show them what's going on do you know what i mean so and i'd box with some of the top top boxers in in britain and the fact that then after after you know even just a month of training, I was able to hang in there and do well against these top level boxers, and everyone like coming up to me like like what's your pro boxing record and stuff like that, you know. But I needed that mentality. Those guys are trying to hurt me. Like I think I got a concussion like one or two of those sparring sessions. Obviously, you don't want to get too much of that. But the point is like I needed to realize that you're not here to play games. You're here to you're 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 here to put some damage on someone. So. I would say if anything was the biggest thing that I took from it is to train smart, obviously the new nutritional aspects and um, yeah, you've got to be a killer in there. I think uh, now when I come into every fight, I'm, I'm not just there to, to, to pick up a win. I'm there to, to hurt the guy whilst doing so. Yeah. So you've just got the call a few months ago. You're in the UFC. What's a bigger moment that or winning the world title for cage warriors? Oh, do you know what? It's, it's funny you ask that because I remember when I won the, the Hamlet fight, I was such a massive underdog. Like, I don't know what the odds were. I mean, listen, I told every one of my mates, I was like, put those bets on me. Trust me, I won't let you down. And lo and behold, I managed to win, I think, a couple of my friends, about 120 quid, which is pretty decent. But like, I remember the odds at the beginning, before I told them to do that, it was like four to one or something. I was something pretty bad like everyone thought that he's going to wipe the floor with me he's going to go on his high horse off into the ufc in copenhagen and this and that and you know and ride off into the sunset and you know literally just one fighting cage wars pick up the title and then get out of there like at the end of the day i i saw that as a little bit of disrespect as well i mean you know i think that added fuel to my fire so there's a lot going into that fight everyone counting me out everyone fought already even when I was six and two, when I just came back and won two fights in rows, people still didn't believe in me, didn't think I was going to do nothing. Oh, yeah, he's good, but is he really that good? And this and that. And then at the beginning of the year, I beat Wojciech. That's when I got people's attention. That's when my dad was like, listen, we need hard fights now. Let's go. Like, give us a big challenge. We took it on and done well. So, and then when I got the Hamlet fight, I knew I was going to win. Like, this is the thing. I, I, like, I went and saw John, John Jones at the Body Power Expo and, I actually handed him a sheet of paper. Do you know what? I might be able to... I've actually got it. Here, I'll show you. I've got it on a... Uh, like a... Like framed or whatever. I mean, you can't really... Oh, wow. So it's got like different photos and stuff like that. And and uh, it's got like three photos of me and John Jones and then one photo where it said, you know, the present and the future and stuff like that. And then he signed it. And I wrote underneath, like, you know, what the outcome of the fight was going to be. And I told John Jones, like, would you be able to sign my thing? And, you know, like, you know, and it was crazy because when I saw him, he knew me straight away. Like, that was a really quite a, a empowering moment. Just like you coming back to see him after a couple of years, not, you know, never really talking to him much. And then next thing you know, he knows exactly who you are, signs your sheet of paper. Like, it was, it was like I, I hadn't left. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was an amazing thing. Like I said, when your idol's there in front of you. Yeah. So, um and then, yeah, like, you know, when I went into the fight, like I said, I had, I had a lot of things like, you know, people not believing in me and, and, and this and that. And I just want to I want to prove everyone wrong. I'm like, listen, I'm going to go and take this title. You will think I'm down and out. You think I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You think, oh, yeah, he got taken down. So he's going to get like they don't know. They don't know how I train. They don't know what I do. So at the end of the day, um, 
I know what I'm capable of, so I'm going to show you what's... They all think they're going to wrestle me and just take me down to the floor and hold me. That ain't going to happen. Like, they saw... Like, this is the thing. They thought, oh, yeah, he got taken down easy. But did you not see that I got back up to my feet every single time? Obviously, they 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 focus heavily on that sort of game. And I know that, you know, my opponent went to train in, you know, big super camps and stuff like that. And I'm just like, listen, I've got a great group of guys. I've got great coaches. I believe in myself. I know what I'm capable of. I haven't been able to... Sh- I wasn't able to show what I was capable of. So that was the fight that I was like, I just want to show it. Like, this is the time. So when I won that fight, I had a whole load of emotion. Like, as much as, you know, I, 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 it was it was an amazing thing. Like, I was like, Dad, we've done it. Like, this is the thing that you told me when I was injured, when when I'd lost, you know, those two fights, when I lost a sponsor, I've lost, I've spent with a girlfriend, you know, no job, no money. You, you were telling me every single day, like, I can do it. I can be a world champion. Like, he was always telling me to never give up. He told me, you you got the skill set. You've got everything. You just haven't shown it. You just need to go out there and do it. So after all of that, to then put the belt on his shoulder at the end of that whole journey was like, you know, that was quite a special moment for me. Like, I, I'd pictured it in my head. I visualized it when I, was, when I was going to sleep and stuff like that, thinking that that's what's going to happen. And then, you know, lo and behold, it did happen. Um, but I always knew I'd beat that guy. I knew he had no, you know, no really, really no technical striking whatsoever. And uh, I knew I could overcome his 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 ability to try and pressure. That's why I stood straight away. Uh, and even in the first exchange, he wanted to, I knew he wanted to try and push, like pressure me forward and, and walk me down. I stood there and, and you know, slammed the jab and an overhand right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling him, like, I'm here to stay. As soon as I got out the second, third round, you could already tell his spirits were just completely depleted. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. He's an amazing athlete and a very good competitor. And, you know, I, I really thank him for giving me that challenge and, 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 and stuff like that. He is a really good fighter. You know, you can't take nothing away from him. But when everyone's like really just make, you know, making it out like I'm as if I'm a nobody, you know, it gave me that extra fire to go and win. So obviously afterwards, because I visualized it so much, it felt like I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it, man. Like it was... It was like uh, a, a mix of, of 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 like it was it was weird because when I defended the title I didn't have that same feeling I didn't have that same feeling of like I can't believe it like it's almost like when you're you're standing at, t- at the top of a mountain and you're seeing like the whole world from or like from like a building or something and it's just like seeing an amazing view it wasn't like that when I when I defended the title I'm like well this is like the next step in the road like I'm ready for the next bit now whereas when I won the world title the first time I'm like or now the dream of being in the UFC can actually become reality. Like it's now even closer to that. And then when I defended the title, I'm just like, well, my skills have improved. I've done it, but now I'm ready for the next thing. I want to go, I want to, you know, show myself on the world stage now. So, but yeah, when I got the call, it just, all the emotions that I had, like from winning the title, from, and I was just thinking back to my past. Like, I was thinking back to when I injured myself, when I lost to the fast, and I was thinking, what did I feel then? And I'm like, the the dream of being in the UFC, the thing that you've been wanting this whole time, you've been in this, and when it like, looked like to everyone that you were never going to make it, and then you finally did. I just, I just sat there, and I'm just like, even when I got the call, I must have said, like, wow. Like, literally... I, I said, like, wow and no way. Like, literally, like a freaking parrot for at least like 20 or 30 seconds i just didn't know what to say when my manager told me and like they were all laughing and smiling i'm just like like are you for real like do you know what i mean so it, it, it was almost like i felt like i was a bit in a, in a dream but at the same time 
I knew I was going to do, I knew it was going to happen. I said, listen, I just won the world title. I just defended it. How could they not want to sign me now? Like, you know, I almost thought it was the, but even then I was like, I was ready. I'm like, listen, I'll defend my title if I need to. Like, I was just ready to pick up wins, pick up the experience and, and get ready for whatever it was that they're going to, that they're going to put in front of me. There was even talks that I would have to do the contender series, which I'm lucky that I got signed and I didn't do that route because then that would have never happened. So, um, it's been it's been a, it's been a crazy and amazing journey, but uh, I think looking back on all the memories, I'm so glad that the roller coaster went the way that it did, and there was a lot of ups and downs because that's what's made me the fighter I am today. And along with all the lessons that I had, um, yeah, man, uh, I, like uh, they're just very different feelings. I think from winning the title the first time to to getting signed by the UFC. Well, first things first, it's amazing you have that that thing with John Jones, being able to have someone like that, and Andre Arlovsky, who I think you've trained with in the past, having guys like that uh, who have been an influence on you when you started up your career, that, that has to be an amazing, amazing thing to have. Um, and secondly, now that you're signed, this pandemic's really just delayed your debut. What mm-hmm. are you? When are you ready to get back in there? And obviously, they just announced Fight Island. It's in Abu Dhabi. Is that something that is of interest to you? Yeah, well, I can't say too much, um, but just know that uh, that the Mo Show is about to come into town. Um, <laughs> you know, like I had a fight booked for May sixteenth, um, yeah, and that was supposed to be in San Diego, um, but obviously everything fell through that way. But it's coming. I know, and there's been so many people that have been that have been asking me, that have been telling me, like you know, like when's your debut? When's it all happen? Just know that it's coming sooner than you lot think. That's all I will say. All right, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't nag you any more than that. Um, there's three three fights that were announced today. Three massive fights for UFC 251. Um, well, we'll start with the main event. What's your prediction on that? Gilbert Burns and Kamaru Usman. First, is it the guy who you think deserves it? And secondly, what's your prediction? Well, I would have loved to have seen the Jorge Masvidal fight. But, I mean, listen, coming off the back of Gilbert Burns' last performance, that was amazing. Like, he literally just blitzed the former champion like as if it was nothing. And his striking looked crisp. His wrestling looked good. His jiu-jitsu is amazing as well. Obviously, he's competed at a very high level on those uh, jiu-jitsu tournaments. So, I'm giving him a lot of praise. Now, listen, Kamaru Usman is an amazing champion. He's literally beaten the best, the best of the best. And he's climbed his way up the ranks and beaten some very good guys. He's got very good wrestling. You know, he's got good striking. But in my personal opinion, I mean, I think that Gilbert Burns will win that fight. He just looks so much... He's very hungry. Like, I understand, obviously, you know, being a champion, you're also going to be hungry to defend your title. But I think, like, the way he looked in that last fight against another top-level wrestler, his striking was crisp. He was aggressive. Like, you know, he had a bit of a swagger about him. And, you know, I I think that that, you know, will be able to combat what Kamaru Usman's able to do. Because I I know Colby Covington did land some shots and stuff like that. And I think Gilbert Burns has a bit more of that venom behind his shots. So, um, but again, it is a five-round fight. So, you know, but it didn't look like Gilbert Burns was fading either. So, yeah, I think Gilbert Burns will will win that fight. How? I'm not sure. But I'd probably go to decision because Kamaru Usman is a tough, He's a good, tough guy to crack. It's, it's just really the question of whether Kamaru Usman can take him down and then what will the jiu-jitsu do if he does take him down and what's going to happen there. But I think Gilbert Burns probably has a slight edge on the striking, in my opinion. 
And then I'll ask you the same sort of thing for the Volkanovsky Holloway fight. I think we, we already saw it. Do you mm. think it plays out the same way or do you think it uh, ends differently? Uh, it was a very close fight. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Volkanovsky was, was clear on sort of the scorecards. Um, they're always going to be improving, aren't they? I mean, listen, Max Holloway is going to keep improving, but then so, so again is Volkanovsky. So, I mean, I think Max Holloway is a little bit younger. Um, I think it will... Pr- See, the thing is, I don't know, like Max Holloway, he, he, he comes out in fights and like, you know, he again, he's, he's, he's got a very, a very slick sort of striking style. He's got a good way to defend the takedowns and stuff like that. And, you know, and he's again, also very extremely tough. But I do think it will probably uh, go the same way that it did the first fight. I mean, although they're, they're, they're amazing, you know, both of them are amazing athletes. Um, I don't really I don't really see if they're all both improving at the same rate, I don't see it for it to go any other way, even though it was close the first time around. So I think not Volkanovski again will, will, will edge it. All right. Last question uh, before I let you go. Obviously you, you announced that you do have a fight. Can't say who can't say where, what can we expect from you in your next performance? Just expect, I think the most dangerous, aggressive uh flamboyant version of myself i think people are really going to see now like i said the most the the absolute best out of me because i think for a long time it's taken me a while mentally to break through to sort of let out my more vicious and dangerous techniques and to build the confidence and and everything that's needed to go out and to literally perform at your best it takes a lot not just you know through, through the training and, and the preparation because, you know, some people have seen me in the training room do some crazy things and, and you know, they know what I'm capable of. So, you know, and I've not even showed, you know, uh, even, even all of that, even with my last couple of fights. So just know that when it comes to me going inside that UFC octagon, I'm going to be putting all out on show. It's going to be explosive. Um, it's going to be, like I said, flamboyant. And and I'm going in there to finish the guy. There's there's there. My fight style is not to look for a decision. I'm going for the finish. All right, perfect. I am looking forward to it, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Nice and whether one. it's on Fight Island in the Apex in the UK, it doesn't matter to me. I'm looking forward to that next fight. Thank you so much, Mov. I really appreciate that, and I can't wait to put on a show for you. All right, all the best. All right, nice one. Take care, my man.